What is going on, you absolute legends? It's the king of the couch back in your ear holes for uh, another week of the King of the Couch podcast, the uh, the world's greatest podcast, probably. I like that. I like that fucking little quote. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm chirpy. I'm chipper. I'm feeling fucking good. Mate, it's a late one tonight. I got on the mic late, uh, 9.32 p.m., 7th of June, 2021. Let's effing get it down your beautiful little ear holes. Um, you've been well. I sound well. I am well. I've had a good one. I hit the gym tonight and I hit it fucking hard. I hadn't been all last week, right? Last week I was off my rocker. I Monday, I don't know why I didn't go. I just must have been in a bit of a thing, bit of a stank. Now, Beck was working late. That's right. But I didn't go Monday. Then we had uh, Vic, Beck's sister-in-law and her partner, Herbie, up from uh, Sydney from Tuesday through to today. So I was pretty full on. It was a bit of a week. Obviously, we recap the weekend like I always do, but it was a full on week. I mean, just to just to give you the play by play quickly. Obviously, Monday I didn't go to the gym. Tucked into a few tins, not too many, just enough to get the you know wet the whistle. I was feeling good on last week's show as well. Just just as good as I am tonight. But there's no beer tonight. I will say I've got my got my my tin can full of water here. Mm, delicious H two O. Delicious. Reason I'm on the waters tonight is because. I just drank every night last week, not because I've got a problem, just because I've got a, a problem with socializing. It was very fun week. As I said, we've got family in town. I hadn't met the new boyfriend yet, not via anything other than FaceTime, that is. So it was good to catch up, have a few drinks, and fuck, boy, a few drinks we did. Went out to dinner on Tuesday night, uh, locale at Noosa, very nice little establishment, but I was driving that night, so it was okay. I let Beck run amok with her sister. I took Arabella home. I actually took the mother-in-law home too. Um, we had a couple of tins on the couch and, you know, we went our merry ways. But it was a nice little night. Wednesday, we had some family in town. We had a bit of, bit of, bit of lunch action. I was working that day, but had a little champagne and then a little rosé. And then, because I got the taste, you know, I thought, oh, I might go and get a cheeky bottle. There was a special. I got a cheeky two bottle action. And it was, it was lovely. Frankly, it was really lovely. I had a good time with it. And that was my Wednesday. Thanks for asking. Thursday... Got a six-pack, went around to my boy Stu, was watched the Broncos game, was, mate, it was the Broncos game, what the fuck else can I say, you know, they lost, 78-point game, it was ridiculous, I think it was like 54-24 in the end, or some shit, 56-28-24, how's my math, something like that, but it was a lot of points, um, Friday night, yeah, you get the drift, we do the weekend thing, let's roll to the weekend, I'm at the weekend now, it's Friday, king of the couch he's back look i'll be honest with you i didn't have a lot of money last week and uh it's payday today from beck i get paid monthly she gets paid fortnightly so we sort of have a bit of a well you know a fortnightly cycle realistically so we we divvy up the fund money and all the bills i'm not going to give you a finance lesson i think i've gone into that before but it was just one of those things i knew we had all these events coming up and i didn't have much money frankly when it got to friday night i was like i don't want to go out and spend money beck and look Bella's had daycare today and, and you know, with the dinners at seven, you go and have a, I thought I was doing the noble thing. You go and be with your family. Not that I didn't want to see a family because they're great people and we have a good time, but you go and do that. I'll stay at home with Arabella. Arabella wanted pizza. Man, how could you turn that sweet little face down when she asked for your pizza, asked for a pizza, you bring it home. So I go on and picked up a couple of homebrew beers from a mate. Shout out Timmy Edwards. Appreciate that, mate. They're lovely, by the way. Picked up some beer from him. Picked up a slice of pie on the way home for me and the daughter carved it up. It was just a beautiful night. You know, Beck had a nice night with her family. I got to stay at home. I also got to watch the Brisbane Lions games. I may have had a bit of a an underlying ulterior motive there, but doesn't matter. The real the real thing we need to focus here is my responsibility as a as a parent and an adult. I stayed at home, looked after my daughter, cranked some pizza, supreme. It was awesome. Thanks for asking. She loved it. She had like two slices. It's awesome seeing a full adult sized pizza being eaten by a, like a two and a bit year old. Just ugh, nothing like it. She loved it. And I was flicking the Netflix, so what are you going to watch? Spider-Man came up, this Lego Spider-Man. She said, I want to watch that. It's like a 22-minute episode, done. You got it. It's your night. Put it on. She just lapped it up. It was it was so nice, honestly. And um, that was pretty much Friday. It was very quiet after that. I think I had another maybe like two beers on a Friday night, maybe a glass of rosé. As I said, the Lions were playing versus the Demons. I really wanted to see that. Uh, I really wanted to see that game. It was first v third, and I'll tell you why I wanted to see that game, because that is my prediction for the grand final coming into uh, the end of the year for 2021. 
The way I picture the grand final going, Lions v Demons, Lions getting up by 18 points. Thought this was going to be a preview of the grand final. Well, it was a preview, obviously, because they're the two teams that I think will be in it. Obviously, I'm a Lions supporter. Now, the first half, all Lions. All Lions. I was cheering, feeling good. Oh, so good. They go into the sheds, they drink some Gatorade, get a fucking halftime talk, come out, play like just a totally different team. A team that probably is sitting in 15th. I don't know what happened. And the Demons, they just fucking found their soul at halftime, come out as a different team. It was unreal, you know, if you're a fucking Demons fan, which I'm not. So it was just unreal, though, that like a team could be so good in the first half and then just so ordinary in the second half. It's funny. Sport's a funny old thing, you know, but I like sport. You know, that's what it is. But that was Friday night. I, I probably put on a movie. Beck came home. I can't remember what we watched. I don't know if I did, but doesn't matter. I have got one movie review for you tonight. I will say that much. We'll probably shoot through the, the weekend. I've got a, quite a few questions tonight I want to answer. Some of them were pretty good. You know, just a whole bunch of other random stuff. Saturday rolls around. So look, Saturday was the big one. Vic was in town. So this is this is Beck's sister. Shout out Vic if you're listening and her partner Herbie. So I didn't know him. Obviously, just I said I knew him on FaceTime, but it was like a you know it's a bit of blind date action. He's meeting the family, you know. I'm meeting him. I'm part of the family. I'm the big dog, the alpha male. You know how it goes. And it was an int- it was it was a good day. I was looking forward to. It. That's what I'm trying to get at here. I, I, I've got to slow it down tonight. Come on, Thomas, take a deep breath, mate. I've got to slow it down. But I was looking forward to him. So we were heading up at Noosa. They were staying at Noosa all weekend. It was it was good. I literally thought we were going out to have a bit of uh, bit of boy time, a bit of one on one, and and Beck and her sister and their friend were going out for a bit of lunch action. As it turns out, we uh, we all went out to lunch together, and it was a it was a bit of a big one. It was a bit of a sender. Uh, seasons at Noosa, very nice little establishment. Noosa is nice for anyone that doesn't know Noosa. It's on the Sunshine Coast, probably the most southern you know tip of the Sunshine Coast, I suppose. I'm at Clounder, about forty minutes down the road. Uh, I like Noosa. It's a bit, it's a bit hoity-toity, bit upper class, bit a uh, little bit of snobbery under the under the skin there. But it's nice. I tell you, what, they've probably got the best surf club on the on the Sunshine Coast. I, I rate it highly, and I'll even mention it because it featured on my Sunday. But it was a it was a little doozy. So we get there, set the scene, go across to the bottle shop, get a couple bottles of white wine, very delicious. And of course, the, the, the best nectar, the best nectar of the gods, Cooper's Paleo. I got six of, the, six of the fucking green little soldiers, love them to death. So we got some of those, and it was just an absolute pearl a day. The weather in Queensland right now is fucking top notch. I feel sorry for the Victorians because you're still in lockdown. Shout out Victorians if you're listening. I feel really terrible about saying this, but the Queensland weather is just absolute mint through the roof it's probably the best in the country right now i went for a swim on saturday and i went for a swim on sunday like that just i'm a weekend we're a week into queensland winter and i'm fucking still in the pool it's ridiculous so that was really nice but it was good to just you know like sort of meet talk i met him on tuesday night but you know sit down and have a proper drink in their apartment and just it was really nice really lovely to see them and, and just a like a good time and i like i'm a good time guy I've got a good time family. It was all good. You know, it was very nice to Arabella. Everyone loves Arabella, so that's a big plus. It's very nice to Beck. It was all good. I like it when it's like that. It was it was fun. So got a couple little drinkies in, went down, had some lunch. Bang on. I'll tell you what, Seasons, shout out Seasons in Noosa. They had a seafood curry. It was a special. Honestly, I'm not I can't even sell it. I can't even explain how good it tastes. Seafood curry. It sounds basic, but one, I love seafood. It's badass. It's just so good. And I normally like it natural, but Whatever this flavor of curry was, I'm no curry connoisseur, but oh my God, it was just so good. And it had every bit of like seafood under the sun or under the sea, evidently, in the curry. Delicious. Loved it. Second to none. But of course, we uh, we, we, we got a few more wines in. I'm not a massive white wine drinker. I like wine and I will drink white wine. Don't get me wrong, but... I said, Herbs, I'm in your hands today, mate. And uh, he got this like delicious white wine. I don't think it was a Savvy B. It was like some sort of, was it a Shibli or Shibli? I'm not sure. I made a joke to Beck and said, it's a Schneebley. I don't know, but it was a fucking delicious wine. I will say that much. Man, if we had one, we had two, we had three. Fuck, it felt like we had about 15. We had a lot. It was good. But, you know, still whilst being quite responsible. Beck was driving that day. I drove on Tuesday night. She wiped herself out on Tuesday night. That's her style. She does it once. Every time her sister's up here, and yeah, I'll let her have that night. And she was like, look, I'm driving. You go for it. So we did that. It was delicious. In fact, it was so delicious, and we obviously consumed and enjoyed so much of it. 
there's a bit of a blur for me, obviously, after we sort of left the restaurant to getting back to the apartment. I can't really remember, but I do remember putting on the putting on the boardies, and we all went down to the pool, and it was it was delicious. Now the pool like overlooked the ocean, beautiful, mm. and there was a spa there. As I mentioned, it was June; it was coming down on sort of sundown dusk, four o'clock at least. Say, let's just say it was a long lunch. We hit it like fucking Darren Hinge would have in his in his drinking days. Get in the spa, and I just felt like I'm the king of the couch. You're listening to the king of the couch. That afternoon, I was the king of the spa. I don't know what it is, but when you get a bit of Dutch courage under your belt and you're at a hotel and people have got Dutch courage under the belt, I don't care. It doesn't matter what age they are, color, creed, sexuality, I don't care. I'll talk to them. I'm talking to every motherfucker that's in that spa. When I met a lovely couple there, they were from New Zealand and they just were, they were just, they were radiant. They were glowing. So good. They were having a little bit of red wine. That's a dangerous combination in a spa. I like spas, don't get me wrong, but there's something in there that's just, it just sucks your souls out through your pores, seriously, it's just like, I'm so cooked after a spa, the high level of white wine in my system mixed with the heat in the spa, a little bit dehydrated after that spa, I've got to be honest, again, bit of a blur, but I do remember getting into the car, getting home, uh, I sound like a fucking degenerate, you know what I mean, but I'm not, I'm a, ty- I'm a nice guy, okay, that likes to have a bit of white wine on a Saturday afternoon. But it was honestly, it was lovely. Got home, pumped a few waters, uh, quite a few waters actually. Had a bit of leftover pizza. Just good times. Nothing better than having a nice little long lunch. It, it was so good. I I haven't done that in a while. I don't think like where we've just got so so incredibly tipsy at a lunch, and I really appreciated it. That was pretty much it for Saturday. I know I put on a movie there at some point. I put on a movie called Lords of Chaos. I will talk about that later in the podcast because I wanted to do a little uh, little review of it. I did like fucking four movie reviews last week. I've only got one for you this week, uh, anti-movie lovers. I'm not sure who that is because everyone loves a movie. I'm going to talk about a movie called Lords of Chaos. Check that out. Be later in the podcast. Now, we're obviously back at Sunday. Honestly, I felt good Sunday morning. This is the coolest thing about getting day drunk is that it doesn't fuck up your next day. It's like the earlier you get drunk in the day, you should be right for the next day, just depending on when you cut it off. But I was responsible. I was I was practicing responsible drinking and I didn't drink on the Saturday night. Got up fresh as a daisy on Sunday morning. Slept in a little bit. It was fucking cold, frankly, on Sunday morning, but slept in a little bit. Got up, me, Beck, Arabella, jumped in the pram and we cruised all the way up to the local cafe. This is like the one that's like two Ks away. Took it to the park. Had a nice little uh, little oat milk flat white, delish, magish, loved it, so good. Then it was basically back home to head back up to Noosa again, picked up the mother-in-law, head back up to Noosa, had a good day. Because we all sort of sent it on the Saturday, well, except Beck, which is all right. I don't know how Vic went, but it was it was, it was was a good one. It was chilled. I know Arabella, she, uh, she had a, you know, she was on the waters and the milk, so she was all good. But we went up uh, there on Sunday. Again, mint weather, Queensland effing turning it on. It was so nice. So we did that. And then we went and just cruised along the beach for a bit and we went up to the surf club. Shout out Noosa Surf Club. It was like, it's the funnest surf club. Something about a vibe at a surf club, so good. Anyone that hasn't been to like a Queensland surf club, I'm sure there's like surf clubs down in fucking New South Wales that are great as well. Anywhere that there's a bit of heat, there's a great beach and there's just beer, wine. They had like the buckets with the prawns. Oh man, it was so good. I got myself a little parmigiana, palmies unreal it's palmy not palmer too i will say that out loud it's it's palmy not palmer in queensland could be different in other states palmy not palmer in queensland i got myself a palmy couple of schooners of the old noosa heads japanese lager i'm frothing on the japanese lager at the moment asahi's just going down like absolute water i saw that noosa heads had a japanese lager beautiful hit that one up delish magish loved it and uh that was pretty much it. Nice little chill day. Unfortunately, Vic had a bit of a bit of a back issue. Not sure what that was about, but she she had a crook back, and uh, so she hit the hit the hay. We hit the be- uh, the beach, the pool again, and then yeah, just chilled. Went home. Had a nice little nice little uh, evening at home. I will say, and I mentioned this in last week's podcast. I've got the bit of a bit of an ingrown hair thing. I'm filming it right now. I I, I won't be posting this on YouTube, but it, you know, we'll be on YouTube in the next few episodes. Trust me on that. But I've got a little bit of an ingrown hair thing update on that one. I will I will say, Beck, she just treated me like an absolute god last night. It it was so nice. It was so nice for her to do that. Come home, had a couple of beers, sit on the couch. We put the little one to bed, having some having some dinner. It was nice. A little chicken brothy soup. After you've had a few days on on the grog and the bad food and things like that, just 
broth up a soup, as many vegetables as you can in there. If you want to put some meat in there, by all means, do it, go ahead. I wanted a little bit of protein, so I put some chicken in there, but just brothed out. We just had such a good time, you know, just just brothing hard, getting all that nutrients in, so good. Just the ginger, the garlic, oh, I love it. Bit of soy sauce, because, you know, a little sodium never hurt anybody. And I said to Beck, I'm sitting there just fucking playing with this thing on the couch. I'm like, this is fucking, Beck, this is driving me nuts. Can you please have a look at it? And she's like, it, it's going to blow. So honestly, it was like Dr. Pimple Popper. It didn't blow, but she was like, just having a play, just squeezing the juice, squeezing the juice. But I will say, she gave me a facial. I've never had a, a homemade facial. I don't know how much I want to go into that, but I've never had a homemade facial quite like the one she gave me last night. She basically just made a, you know, a mixture of coconut oil and brown sugar. So equal parts effective and equal parts delicious. She just fully just went to town on my face, just facializing it hard with the coconut oil and the brown sugar. It was so good. I love it that you can just open up your cabinet, you know, cupboard, cabinet, things where the food's kept, that's not a fridge, and you can just grab things out that you want. And they're, you know, I think they're all good for you. I tell you what, after she facialized me, my skin feels so much better. It was literally glowing, and I feel like it is still glowing. I'm, I'm looking in the camera right now, I've got the little light on the back, but look, besides a little bit of rosacea that I do suffer from, unfortunately, it looks pretty fucking good. It's not real Rudolphy red red nose reindeer right now, so I'm feeling pretty good. Got a little bit of facial hair because I'm too scared to have a shave. Don't want to agitate this uh, ingrown hair because I let the doctor go on it. She had me the facial, took me to the shower. It was like a proper aphrodisiac. This this facial, I will. I, I think I did a bit of a bit of a bit of a sexual warning a couple of episodes ago. I'm gonna have to do it again because it just we lit up we lit up the sky last night with just romance. So good, unreal. Won't go into it, but you can see you can see by the look on my face and the tone of my voice. I'm 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 feeling good, right? It was it was a lovely lovely time in my life last night. Went down, finished watching Lords of Chaos. I will say I didn't finish it all in one hit. I broke it up as a two-parter because I, I was still, you know, under the influence on Saturday evening, so I nodded off there in the end. Finished it last night when I was on a clear head, you know, only maybe three or four, five beers in, not really sure. Then bedtime. Went to bed early. I thought, you know, a good thing when when it's done. So that's it. Let's fucking go to bed. I've been making a big effort to go to bed with Beck. Not every night, of course. Like tonight's a bit of a late one for me with the podcast. It's nearly ten o'clock. She's in bed already, so that's my that's my thing. But um, I've been wanting to go to bed with her at least you know two three nights a week. And uh, look, I can't knock it. It's nice having like the seven or eight hours. Arabella woke up at one point, get a little bottle sorted. That was about it. Then it was back to bed, and I slept into like you know six thirty seven this morning. It was it was fucking gold. Honestly, I really liked it. Um, but that was my weekend. It was a good weekend, a wholesome weekend, just a nice weekend. I'm good to see it with family. We spent a little bit of money, you know, probably money we didn't have. Doesn't fucking matter. We uh, we had a good one. So good seeing family, big family man. It was nice. Now. We've got a bit to discuss here tonight, a little bit. I don't know which way to go because, you know, I'm just unscripted. I got probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight questions. And I wasn't going to take them all, obviously, but there's some good questions in here and probably four or five of them are revolving around the same thing, that being fucking NRL, mainly state of origin. So I'll go through those shortly. I've got a note here about the ingrown facial hair. Thank you very much. I will say, take it down, facial, coconut oil, probably get like some organic one obviously something that has nothing in it and brown sugar again probably an organic one not really sure what we had but my face felt fucking good last night it feels good again today and i think it looks better you know i'm just going to oh natural i'm just fucking letting it all hang out feeling good about myself um yeah so that was it that's my weekend and we're here we got a movie review i got a band of the week i'm gonna start adding in a band of the week i've i don't know if you've been listening for a while but i've started dogging the old friday mornings the fuck yeah fridays i just look wasn't vibing on them and it just it just wasn't my thing but i started adding in like a song of the week or whatever i was gonna do a band of the week i feel like i should pay it forward i like paying it forward it's, it's just my thing to do i like it so yeah anyway i um I might go through some of these questions here. Some of them are really good. There's a really good one, but I am going to leave it until Friday night's episode. So I'll do a little PSA right now. It's a drum roll. Friday night, I'm doing a State of the Origin special, kind of like a like a half-yearly, a biannual NRL breakdown. We're going to have Jared, my main man, Sukjai on it. He's the, uh, he's the guy that uh, comes on if you're a first-time listener. 
He does a lot of conspiracy theories to the podcast with me. I think we've done like four now. He's not a full-blown conspiracy theorist. Don't don't box him in just yet. But he, what it is is an intelligent motherfucker that thinks and reads and has a good opinions and hears other people's opinions. So that's why I get him on the show. But he's also a massive NRL fan. He loves the Broncos. So we're going to do... It's a shame I can't watch this State of Origin with him because he's in, he's in Tassie. He looks fucking cold as balls, but I can't wait to hear about it when he comes back. But Friday night, we're doing a State of Origin special and a biannual... NRL breakdown, and I think, hopefully, hopefully he'll get a bloody leave pass, but my main man, Disco Stu Johnson, uh, fuck, he's definitely not a first-time listener, loves his show, honestly, gets all his information about the world from this show, he loves it, and he's a top bloke, and he's the king of the triplets, and he'll be on that show as well, so we're going to have a bit of a three-way next Friday night, uh, me and the boys, can't wait, Oof, sounds hot, but it's going to be good, but I will go through these questions right now i think they're i think they're good i think they're good all right i'm gonna try to put this together i've got nrl 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 another one about beck something about hate mail yeah there we go um right i'm gonna do this one first floyd mayweather versus logan paul recap right i didn't get to see this i didn't get to see the fight i will preface that saying that i did a bit of highlight action. Look, if it wasn't on a Monday and a friend was putting it on, I probably would have gone out and watched it. Um, I kind of like had my my thoughts on the fight going into it, right? I Look, I will say this, that Logan Paul is a YouTuber and Floyd Mayweather is one of the best technical bo- boxers of all time. Uh, did I think that Floyd Mayweather is going to knock him out? No, I didn't actually think that he was going to knock him out. There was probably hope there that he would because you want to see that. But I don't think Floyd has fought like that for a very long time. And even though he is fighting a YouTuber, that YouTuber was probably 6'2", 6'3", and quite a heavy boy, right? I'm sure that Floyd can hit, but I know he's and he's a 44-year-old boxer right now when he's got the broken hand thing happening. He has done. That was the thing they talked about when he fought Conor McGregor. You know, it was just one of these things. Um, I will say, though, like, it went the distance, and I found out something weird that there was no judges for it, which I couldn't work out. So it was like a boxing fight with no judges. Don't know how it was going to work. So unless it ended in like a KO, I guess you don't know who won. I'm not really sure. Evidently, it seemed like Floyd Mayweather won because he was the dominant uh, figure in the fight, which makes sense. The professional boxer with an unbeaten record versus the YouTuber with like, I think a record of like one or two and oh, something like that. But it was just... Look, 100% an exhibition fight, a bit fucking mental if you ask me, but I totally get it. The way way I sort of sum it up here, it's like kind of like a game of would you rather or, you know, people come up with these like crazy scenarios. It's like, how much would it take to get punched in the face by a boxer? You know, it's just like one of those scenarios and he's just going, give me 50 million and I'll, and I'll get in there for eight rounds. I'll last eight rounds as a boxer for 50 million. And I don't know the exact payday, but I'm seeing... F- Figures of like Floyd Mayweather getting 120 million, fucking Logan getting like 50 million. It's ridiculous that you know he's gone from doing YouTubing. Frankly, I've I've actually never watched any of his YouTube stuff. I um nor have I seen Jake Paul's YouTube stuff. But YouTube's a crazy world, and I'm sure they've got fucking hundreds and you know maybe hundreds of millions, but they've got tens of millions of fans, and they've obviously got heaps of fucking followers. You know, the thing about I think these things are very interesting, and it's we live in a very interesting time right now where um. You put your life. You can put. You can legitimately put your life online. I mean, I do a podcast, and now I'm sort of starting to film it. Uh, I'm putting elements of my life online. I don't really hide a lot of things, of course. Um, these Paul brothers of Logan Paul, they put a lot of their life online, and they do all sorts of crazy shit. And they've got radio shows, and I think like clothing lines and all this sort of stuff. And then you've got, you know, they've got that sort of notoriety and the the personality and that sort of fame that comes with it, right? So regardless of being a boxer or you know a professional boxer even, definitely a professional boxer, they put themselves on these pedestals and we live in these day and ages now where like they they probably have a bit more of a following than fucking Floyd Mayweather might have, you know? I don't know, but people know them over the Floyd Mayweathers of the world or the other boxers or the Canelo Alvarezes of the world and things like that. You know, boxers, you know, if you like boxing, you'll follow boxers, but like these Logan Pauls and stuff like that, they appeal to the masses, you know, the young tweens and the teenagers and the fucking people that listen to Drake and things like that. Um, so it's interesting that you can go and sort of, you know, big yourself up and get a bit of notoriety and then call out a boxer and actually get it. 
And it's interesting because I I can't begrudge him the boxer for taking it up. Now, he's money made for a reason, right? He's always been about money. He knows that Logan Paul is attached to money. Whether this guy's worth it or not, it doesn't matter. But the amount of money that these things are generating is like, it fucking baffles me, frankly. I believe, and I'm not sure if it made more than the Conor McGregor fight, but from what they're getting paid, it is, you know, I think Conor made like $100 million, And that was a bit crazy, you know, the crossover. But Conor was probably the biggest probably the biggest guy in the sporting world at that time, not just MMA. He definitely was the biggest guy in MMA, but of the sporting world, he was sort of that name, you know? Um, But yeah, look, I I think we live in interesting times where people can like, using sport as the example, you don't have to be the best boxer to get a fight with the best boxer. You just have to have a lot of pull behind you, a lot of notoriety, a lot of fucking fame and things like that. Um, So look, pros and cons of this, I, I think... The con of it, it's a bit of a joke if you're a boxing fan. It's definitely not, you know, the two best fighters going at it. It's, you know, an old retiree best fighter ever, possibly, versus a YouTuber that wants to be a professional boxer, but really deep down probably wants to just fucking raise his stock and make a shitload more money. And saying that, I don't see anything wrong with that. If you want to make money and that's how you want to do it, then fucking more power to you. And Floyd, you know, he's not getting any younger. I'm sure he's trying to fucking really really pump that nest egg for his for his old older retirement you know he's 44 but he's going to be 70 80 one day right now i'm sure he wants to live a fucking cushy life so he just added another stack to it uh i think too it's probably a bit of a ploy too because i know conor mcgregor was the richest um announced the richest person forbes just recently and i think floyd dropped to like maybe like three or four don't quote me on that i feel like this is the thing don't look you can hold me to this but i feel like by floyd doing this this will probably push him up to the number one spot again for the next rankings and then you could almost see this fight open up again with floyd and connor too just just spitball on there it's become about money it's gone past the actual skill and technicality of boxing it's about money, right? That's what it's always been about. So that basically takes me to my my uh, my pro of it. I mean, it's all for money, right? No matter if people hate this or they love it, they're going to tune in. And by tuning in, that people are making money, right? I know people are always going on about, oh, I'm streaming this and I'm illegally downloading it. It doesn't matter. Somewhere along the line, you're promoting someone and this is making these people bigger and they're getting paid for it somewhere. You know what I mean? You might not have paid for the pay-per-view, but somewhere they're getting paid because you're streaming it or you're watching it or you're commenting on the Instagram pages and this and that or some fucking dude called King of the Couch on the other side of the globe that really isn't a massive boxing fan has no idea about Logan Paul he's been asked a question and he fucking answers it because it's interesting and it's what people are watching in the world right now so it is yeah it's wild I do think it's crazy money though that like I you know what these guys get paid for what they're actually doing and obviously it generates so much money but Fuck, I don't want to get on my uh, my soapbox here, but with like how much like poverty and things like this are going on in the world, you just think, oh God, it would be nice to practice a little bit of humbleness and give it back. But look, from all accounts, I think this Logan Paul, I think he has a charity that I heard about. I'm not sure about Floyd. I know he's got a few strip clubs, so he's he's out there helping the hose. But yeah, look, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a thing that people just they might get enjoyment out of it. it to me it's as it's as it's as cool or as fucking lame as someone watching the kardashians you know like if you like the kardashians then watch it i don't like the kardashians so i don't watch it but i don't hold it against someone else if they watch it you know i just leave the room if it's on the television it's the same as this if you don't like watching it you don't watch it but most people that you know are interested in either floyd or logan or anything like that, they will tune in. I know a lot of fucking people that watch this, frankly, and this is why I got asked this question. So thank you, Andrew, for that question. That was great. I probably probably waffled on a bit there, and I probably had my facts uh, a bit um, a bit skewed. But doesn't matter. That's that's the show. That's what I can do. Ah, oh, God. Now I had this one here. This this was a good one. Steph asked me this question. Shout out, loyal Kingswoman. Goat Queensland side. So I believe she's wanted me to put together the Queensland Maroon side of my dreams. I look, I'm not gonna answer this tonight, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm doing the State of Origin special on Friday night, I'm gonna go a bit deeper on that. And I want to get Jared and Stu's takes on that too, because that's a damn good question. Look, I grew up through the uh through the eight in a row legacy. So for me, a lot of that team would feature, but we'll go a bit deeper. But yeah, look, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith. Fuck me dead. Got to have him. JT, Jonathan Thurston. Oh my God. Those four non-negotiables. I will say that much. But look, 
you love the show, you listen to every episode, I know you're going to be listening to episode 98. This is episode 97. So 98 is the NRL State of Origin special. Tune in for that Friday night. We'll release it at some point over the weekend, maybe for Monday. I'm not even sure. Could be a two-fit. Doesn't matter. Special show coming Friday night. All right. Got a few questions here. Why are the Broncos so shit? That's a good question. I'm going to take a quick drink of water because, frankly, I'm drying out. Why are the Broncos so shit? Uh, I just feel like they're going through a rough patch. Terrible recruitment. They had a just bad management last year. They're cutting the dead weight. It's horrid. I know it's horrid. But we've retained Katoni Staggs. We've picked up Adam Reynolds. I was a bit gutted that we didn't get Nico Hines from the Storm. I feel like they might be going after Matt Dufty. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I'm not, I don't have a crystal ball, but ah, uh, look, you call it shit. I call it rebuilding. The Broncos have been on top for a very, very long time. And this is just a this is just a stain on their their little road to oblivion, you know? So while yes, they are very shit at the moment and last season, they will be back. And I reckon we'll be premiers again. 2023, heard here first. I got a bit, I got a bit fucking crazy about being top eight this year, but definitely not top eight. All right, I'm gonna run through these NRL questions. Uh, do you think Queensland have an advantage having game one in Queensland? These are both from Ash, by the way. Uh, Wildman, I will shout out Ash Wildman. She helped me with the logo, and she's got a thing called Wild Made Studios, I believe it. Sorry if I fucked that up. Wild Made Studios doing unreal earrings and and things like of that nature. Go and check it out. Very very cool. I love it. Um, and she just helped me with the logo, so she's a top bird. Go and check that out. Do you think Queensland have an advantage having game one in Townsville? Of course. I definitely believe that they do have an advantage. I mean, everyone's got a home team advantage if you can pull it. Um, I know some New South Wales people were all salty about this decision and things like that, but I just think it's like a, fuck it. If you wanted it, you would have bid for it at Harder Bank West. You didn't get it. Townsville, they got in. They got the new stadium up there. It's going to be good. Um but it doesn't matter, right? You got to win. You got to win on the night. It doesn't matter where you play. Um, but yeah, they will have a bit of an advantage having having a uh, you know a home crowd. So I can't fucking wait. Honestly, I'm so excited for game one. I really am so excited. Um, who is the most hated New South Wales player since Paul Gallen? My vote, Nathan Cleary. That's not my vote. This is what the guy asked. This is from Braden. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, big dog. Appreciate that. You hate Nathan Cleary. Um, I've got to be honest. For me, hate is a very strong word. I actually, I never really hated Paul Gallen that much. He was a bit of a grub, I will say that much. But I like his commentary and, and things like that, his, his analysis of the game. So I, I don't hate him now. Um, I honestly don't hate Nathan Cleary. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal player. There's something something really good about Nathan Cleary. I mean, it was evident that they missed him and, and all the fucking other guys on uh, on Friday night when they got towed up by the Tigers, for fuck's sake. Who saw that coming? Um but I think he's a great player. For me, look, I don't hate anybody. I really don't hate anybody. But players that might have annoyed me over the years, um, Andrew Fafita, I find, is a, is a player that has annoyed me. He's a grub as well. And he's just, yeah, one of those players for me. Um, I don't know who else is coming to mind that I don't like. Um, there's players I don't like because they're so fucking good that I hate when you know they, they're in the team. James Tedesco is one good example. For Tommy Turbo, I hate when they play against Queensland because uh, they're really fucking good. Um, but yeah, they're great players. I can't I can't begrudge them for that. But so you say Nathan Cleary? I, look, if I had to pick someone, I'd say Andrew Fafita. I know he's I think he's been in the team before, um, and he is uh, something about him. Yeah, just. Never say it to his face, of course, probably eat me alive, but that's just how I feel. Uh, thanks, Braden. When can we hear from Beck again? Ash sent this one in too. That's so weird because as I read that question right before coming on the show, I was talking to Beck and I said, we've got to get you on the show again. I'll tell you what, it's episode 97. I actually have a feeling, we talked about this last week. I want to get her on the show again, maybe do a bit of a relationship sort of breakdown and things like that. But we have some really good conversations, so I'd like to you know air them publicly again. I might even get her on board for episode 100, maybe even 99 or 100 or 101. You heard it here first. She'll be back. My queen will be back on the couch. So help me God. So thank you very much for those questions so far. Um, I had a bit of late mail in here too. This one came from actually Beck, and it probably rolls into um, – it was a two-parter. Beck asked me this one. She's been loving me a lot lately, so she really wanted to support the show. So she saw it. She asked me this question. So thanks, Queenie. Love you so much for that. Two-parter, sort of. How do I get G'd up for this show? 
Well, she probably sees me fucking bouncing around the house like I'm, you know, high on crack before the show. But I come home, I was in a good mood. I used tonight, for example, I was in a really good mood from the gym. The just endorphins were just rolling. I had a steak before the show, got the iron right up. No beer tonight, but normally the beer helps. Just that simple crack gets me G'd up. But I will probably just like honestly jump around the room, jump around the house, just fucking tear it up. I was sort of... You know, just flexing my muscles, running around. I was literally like uh, doing a bit of ballet sort of style jumping in the house the other week. That was uh, that was fun, but just move, just get high energy, set the vibe, just, just fucking move, just move, just move. I have mentioned before that if I'm not vibing, then I won't go on. I won't do the show. I'm a bit of a diva like that, but... Touch wood, it hasn't happened a lot recently. So, uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm feeling comfortable doing the show. You know, I should episode ninety seven. I should feel fucking comfortable doing my own show. But yeah, just move the body, fucking g it up. But the gym helped me tonight. Just, just move. Maybe do a little research before I come on the show. Five minutes doesn't matter. Not too much. I'm a bit of a professional like that. <laughs> yes. Now the last question, and we'll tie into funnily enough another thing that I was going to talk about tonight. It was sort of Facebook emoji responses. But here we go. This was the last question from Beck. How would I react if I got hate mail or, you know, a hate message or something like that? Um, look, I'm a human being. It would probably hurt initially. I've got to be honest. No one probably, no one wants to be hated. Everyone wants to be loved. You'd be a fucking sadist if you, if you said you didn't want to be loved. Everyone wants to be loved and no one wants to be hated. But that's just, you know, the reality is that there's probably someone out there that does hate you and there's definitely people out there that love you. Um, how would I react? I'd probably initially be like, fuck this cunt. But then I'd probably think, what? I instantly go into that, why are they saying that? Why? What have I done so wrong? Or, you know, unless it was like they didn't agree with my opinion on something. But look, touch wood, I've been pretty lucky in the whole time doing this show that I've never really copped any sort of stick. I think like a few episodes into it, I, I posted about it and I had someone tell me, um, just an old friend of mine, I had someone, she said, oh, I shouldn't say um as much. And I was like, instantly I was like, fuck. I was like, I was unaware of it, for one. So, okay, kudos, you made me aware of it. And two, I was like, well, you go to your own fucking podcast, you know? It's not that easy. But then initially I was like, you know what? No, it's feedback. So, look, to answer your question, I'll probably go through a whole fucking range of emotions where it's like, that person's just giving me the shits. Now I kind of really respect them for it. Then have a whole nother thing. And then, you know... I get back to it, but um, yeah, proper hate mail, if someone sent me like a death threat or something like that, I think I'd just like shell up into like a whole paranoid shell and just fucking never leave my room and just just keep, you know, doing this, of course, um, or maybe I'd just fucking keep calling him out, but it doesn't matter, babe, good press, bad press, they're still talking about me, I want the king down their fucking ear holes, you know, that's, that's kind of the guy I am, yeah, but... What I was going to talk about this week anyway, which is kind of a bit of a fun thing anyway, but the Facebook emoji responses, I don't know why this came up, but I did a um, I did a post for the show last week. I don't know if this lady listens to the show. It doesn't matter if she does or it doesn't, but you know how we've got the love, the smile, the like, you know, and then there's like the care, there's like the the ha-ha, then there's like the sad face, then there's the angry face. I think that's it. I've used Facebook a few times. I did a thing the other week and... There's the love, the like, and all the way down here is the angry one. I know the angry one's the last one because I double-checked it. Out of the four slides I put up, number two had the angry thing. And I was like, again, kind of like my hate mail. It's like my, my hardest bit of hate mail I've ever got. I was like, <coughs> I was like, <coughs> sorry? Did you go out of your way to do the angry emoji on me? Because I know you accidentally haven't, like, you know, done the done the love, done the like. You definitely don't care. You're not laughing, you're not crying, you're angry. So I was like, what the fuck? And instantly I was like, oh, I should message her just to see if that was actually her or maybe it was a kid playing around the phone. I don't know, but like, if she is angry at me, I'd like to know. And that's the thing, you know, we, I think we get caught in this trap where it's like, well, we want to know if someone doesn't like us, you know what I mean? Most people go, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if someone doesn't like me. I don't think that's true, you know, again, I, I would care if someone didn't like me, and for anyone that's listening to this show right now that doesn't like me, please message me tomorrow and tell me you don't like me, and tell me the reason, I need to know the reason, don't leave me fucking hanging, I need to know the reason, but anyway, I thought the Facebook emoji things is crazy, and I'll tell you why I don't like it in some instances, you know when you see like a death notice or something like that, and it's kind of like, I can't like this for that reason, should I love it? I definitely have to use the care one. I'm glad they threw the care one in there. But 
yeah, it's just one of those things. But I, I just, I toggle between a few. I really do. Um, it is what it is. Mm, doesn't matter. Had a little thing here I wanted to mention this week. I was going to talk about it last week's show. I totally forgot about it. But I don't know why. This I just wanted to give my mum a shout out. And I call her quite regularly. Um, and I'll tell you why. I'm 32 years old. And I will still call my mother to ask if certain food is safe to eat. I'll give you an example. I'm a bit of a weirdo when it comes to chicken. One, I'm scared of chickens on the surface. I will eat them. But I'm a bit like on the fence about like a bit of pink pink chook you know i've shouted out the uh the cavemen from back in the day that sort of run the gauntlet on the on the cooked chook so i don't know what episode that was but it was, it was a doozy fucking great content but um yeah i'm 32 and it happened the other day where i was like mum i was like this chicken soup that you made and you've left it here which thank you it was delicious i want to eat it because you know i'm a man i need to be fed it's like two or three days old do you think i can still eat it you know and for for whatever it is the the level of trust I have for my mother, I just I'll believe her. I'll think, yeah, all right. She said it's safe to eat. It must be safe to eat. Touch wood, she hasn't proved me wrong yet, you know, or proved herself wrong, I should say. But I'd just do it. I wonder does anyone else do that with their mums? This is the kind of influence that your parents have over you. There's certain things that you'll go to your parents and you want that advice because you trust them. I'm getting better at it, but I'll still do the whole washing thing. Hey, mum, do you think I could wash X with Y? I'm not sure if these two colors will go together. What do you what do you think about that? You know, those are the two main things. I'm 32 and I still ask my mum if it's safe to eat certain types of food. So, love your mums, guys. Love your mums, love your dads, whoever you're getting that sort of advice from. That is fucking unreal sort of stuff there. All right, band of the week, Rad Key. I mentioned last week that I watched What Drives Us, Dave Grohl. It was really good. I loved it. Gave it a huge old shout out, a rap, a 10 out of 10. And one of the bands I mentioned that were in it were Radkey. They were like three young African-American dudes um, killing it, brothers. And their dad was like the manager. And he was like the guy that drove the van. That's obviously a sick band, but that's why they featured in this van documentary. Um, I was like, fuck it. i got to get, I love finding new music. You know, there's so much new music out there. It's so ridiculous. People go, oh, all the, all the old music's the best. And it's, you know, fucking, there's no good music out there. That's bullshit. There's some seriously good, good tunes out there. Burp, wouldn't be a show without it. Radkey, go and check them out. I listened to their, um, it was like their third last album, but I went through a few of them and I'm slowly working my way through the discography. This is what I do. I'll hear one track. I generally go one to two tracks. Well, I hear one track, love it. Then I'll smash the album. I love the album. I'll go through the discography. I don't buy CDs and shit like that as much as I used to years ago, but I would do that. I hear one one song, I go and buy the album. This happened to me when I first got into Parkway Drive, right? I bought the new album at the time, and I was like, I like this so much. I'm going back to record one and buying them all, and that's what I did. Uh, Radke, sick, three pieces. Firstly, look, obviously... You know, they they don't, they just have a cool look. It's it's an interesting look they've got. I love the fact that they're like three African-American brothers making like rock and roll music. And it's, it's fucking cool rock and roll music, right? There's, for me, it had a massive influence of uh, of Danzig, like Glenn Danzig from uh, Misfits. He, the voice of this dude, I don't know his name, but it was just, it was such a cool voice. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, this guy sounds like Danzig. And that's not a bad thing for me. I fucking love Danzig. And I think that's really cool. There's a couple songs that sounded like Nirvana. There's that whole sort of like, punk sort of thing they got going off um but just a real tight-knit rock sound for a three-piece it's crazy i love three-piece bands and i feel like three-piece bands have this like unique and beautiful ability to just have just this wall of sound that they create and this this band they, they do that you know so rad key r-a-d-k-e-y go and check them out i've just seen that foo fighters are doing a six-date american thing you know, tour and Radkey the support, so that's six. Obviously, Dave Grohl's a fucking fan too, which is, which is redonk. That's cool, cool as for them. So I hope they get big as fuck and make heaps of money and have sex with lots of girls and just have a fucking good life. Those boys deserve it. That's awesome. Now, review time. After that, that's my band of the week, of course. But Lords of Chaos. Let's do a fucking movie review. I love movies. I want to I want to do more of this sort of shit. So the movie review I have for you this week is uh, a movie called Lords of Chaos. Let me uh, let me let me set the scene. A teenager's quest to launch Norwegian black metal in Oslo in the early 1990s results in a very violent outcome. So 
this is the true story or this is the biopic of the version of that story, Lords of Chaos. That was a book as well from back in the day. Uh, but this, is, of course, is about a band called Mayhem. And um, they had a bit of, uh, it was a bit fucked up, right? Look, I'm a, I will say this. Um, I don't know how true this is to the tale. I've done a bit of research today on this. And there's obviously a few other documentaries and books out there that seem to be a bit more truthful. But I, um, look, I liked it. As far as movies go, um, I'm not a massive black metal fan. For someone that's like into metal, black metal is probably like quite low on that uh, that scale. I like the theatrics of black metal. I like even some of the guitar black metal. I like the blast beats or the drumming style of black metal. Where black metal loses me a bit is the fucking vocals. I can't stand the vocals of black metal. It's just something that I just can't get into, but... I like it. I like seeing these things. I was actually watching some footage today of Mayhem from like Wacken and they, they do the thing, you know, they go they go mental and they have like the knives and the pig's heads and all the stuff and the blood and the guts. I like it. I like theatrics, you know what I mean? I, I live for the weird. I love it. I embrace weirdness. It's all cool. So, but it did, this is interesting. So this is basically about the birth of, of black metal. So this shit interests me because, I, you know, it's like the birth of fucking heavy metal. It's like the birth of anything. When it's the first of something, it seems very cool, right? So this is it. In Oslo 1987, 17-year-old Euronymous is determined to escape his traditional upbringing and becomes fixated on creating true Norwegian black metal with his band Mayhem. Cool name, by the way. He mounts shocking publicity stunts to put the band's name on the map, but... The, but the lines between show and reality start to blur. Arson, violence, and a vicious murder shock the nation that is under siege by these lords of chaos. So apparently this book, it was a book written about the whole scene. Anyway, doesn't matter. I will say this, all right? A lot of black metal enthusiasts probably, I don't think they rated the movie. It got some pretty rubbish reviews. Right, pros and cons of this movie. Um, the cons, I guess, it's it's about Norwegian black metal, and the guys clearly have like full on American accents. Into the, I thought they could have tried a little bit harder to maybe put on an accent. Uh, the guy, I think it's was it Rory Culkin playing Euronymous, uh, Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Um, there's like Jack Kilmer. I'm pretty sure he's like Val Kilmer's son. Emery Cohen. I don't know what else he's in, but I've fucking seen him. I definitely have seen him before. So basically, it like follows like Euronymous, then it's like Varg, um, Dead. They have all these cool names, Necro butcher these are all like band members by the way um but yeah look it sort of paints it from where like lords of chaos euronymous is like narrating the movie sort of going through his life telling you about different parts of it and and a uh, spoiler alert um ultimately comes to his death he at the start of the movie he says this movie won't have a happy ending and it's and it's true because what it is it basically leads up to the death of euronymous who was killed by one of his bandmates varg uh Vicanus. um i don't think that's a spoiler alert because uh it's it's everywhere if you know anything about black metal this is this is probably like what makes it so fucking interesting because this band sort of birthed the whole scene right and they've just got this crazy crazy story so again i don't know how truthful the movie is to like different points you know i know i did a little bit of research on it. there's a girl that's in the movie she's a made-up character but you know it sort of paints it as like euronymous as being this good guy but they're definitely you can see there's elements of him that he's a bad bad person really you know uh dead the original singer of the band he kills himself and there was like the famous thing was that um euronymous found the body apparently you know ate a little bit of his brain and like took parts of his skull and made necklaces for the other band this of course turns out to be bullshit and you can see that the guy even back then as a 17 year old he's he sort of creates himself he's a bit of a bit of a master marketer really so he sort of actually gives chicken bone to his band members and they think it's the skull um you know he doesn't eat the brains at all that was a thing just made up for a bit of notoriety and stuff like that um and then they sort of paint varg as this sort of like kind of like, almost like a wimpy sort of character at the start and he's the guy that sort of he started burzum another uh, famous black metal band and he kind of wants to get into the mayhem crowd you know and he sort of does in a few ways and then mayhem sort of the i can't remember the name of the record label they take on burzum and then it's sort of like to get his sort of street cred up he uh, he burns a church right and he thinks it'd be really cool for publicity but then it sort of turns into like you know they're satanists they hate like christian church and all this sort of stuff and um ultimately do a whole bunch of church burnings one of the guys this faust who was in uh he was never in mayhem he was in a band called emperor 
he killed a man, uh, killed a homosexual guy, stabbed him to death. I think he went to jail for 14 years. So it sort of goes like into this, like, yeah, this is a bit of comedy sort of shit. Ha ha, this is fun. We're black metal. We're into rock and roll. Then, oh, holy fuck, now we're burning churches. We're killing people, and it, it's gone a bit mental. Um, yeah, Euronymous ultimately gets stabbed to death by Varg in the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I will say that... Uh, cinematography wise i really thought it was a beautiful movie i I liked the the scenery and things like that i thought they captured like the the band scenes pretty well you know they had like a live footage of mayhem and it was pretty you know true true to form the black metal stuff the the fucking um costumes were sick everything was good you know um a little bit americanized for me and i tell you what was was like i didn't expect it it was uh it was proper over the top violent like it was seriously violent and I kind of like that. It was a bit hard to watch in parts, to be honest. It was like almost like blurred the lines and it was a fucking horror. So, yeah. Look, cool movie if you're looking at it from the fact that like, okay, this this is maybe not the truest of the of the story that it could have been. Um, but, you know, a coolish movie nonetheless. Quite sad in parts, quite fucking real in other parts. And ultimately, it's sort of, yeah, kids that probably had a cool idea at the start and then it just went... A little bit fucking mental. So, um, Beck was sitting next to me watching it, and she wasn't too impressed by the footage that she was seeing at the end last night. Probably not. Probably not the nicest way she wanted to finish her Sunday night. But for me, I just like music and things like that, and I like these things that attach to it. You know, unfortunately for her, and she just happened to be there. But um, yeah, look, I'd give it like a like a as far as the movie goes, probably like a seven out of ten. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was good. There was a couple of flaws, of course. I don't know how true it was to the story, but anyway. Lords of Chaos, 7 out of 10. Go and check it out if you're into that. I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. How good's Prime? Loving Prime at the moment. So good. Anyway, crew, I think that's the show. Episode 97. We had a lot of questions, a bit of weekend chat there, some reviews, some band of the week, some stuff like that, a bit of a shout-out to the mums and the ingrown hair follow-ups. And Wow, what a fucking show. Episode 97, rocketing along to episode 100, nearly hit the century. I don't even know what I'm going to do for episode 100. I'm very stoked to hit 100. I'll be I'll be frankly honest with you. Uh, but look, I do appreciate those ear holes. Always, always, always appreciate the ear holes. Uh, forgot to say at the start of the show, doesn't matter because it's my show. I can do what I want. If you are liking the show and you aren't subscribing yet, please subscribe. Uh, go and like it somewhere online. Go and leave me a comment if you can. But at the very least... Can you go and pay it forward? If there's something in this show or any other show that you like, go and pay it forward. You know, I uh, I want to I want to reach more people. I'm not going to be you know I'm not going to pull any punches and say that I don't because I do want to do that. You know, um, but yeah, pay it forward. I'm big on that. You know what I mean? Go and listen to Radkey. Go and watch Lords of Chaos. Go and fucking do some shit that I mentioned in this show. Go and put coconut and brown sugar together and give your loved one a facial. I'm telling you, it could lead into a very erotic scene down the track. So yeah. That's the show, episode 97. I really, really, really appreciate those ear holes. You've been a wonderful audience. I'm the king of the couch. Have a beautiful week. I love you all.